Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids just like yours. And all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, exercise, and medication decisions. And all those decisions can lead to big results like more time in range and lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to HelpMyGamblingProblem.org for free confidential services. Saturdays are for sunshine, especially for your ears. With another election, ongoing wars, and natural disasters, we know the news can be a lot to take in. And we're determined to share the bright side of humanity. Every Saturday, take a breather from the headlines and hear all the uplifting happenings across the world with Five Good Things, a new weekend edition of CNN Five Things. That means you can find this goodness in the same feed as Five Things. Listen to Five Good Things on the iHeartRadio app. This is VSIN's Big Bets with Dave Ross and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Big bets here at South Point Casino Hotel. Dave Ross and Marshall here on Vston. We do want to give you our pro tip for hour number one. Talk a lot of NBA uh, last hour, obviously, with Tim Doyle on. A lot of fun having Timmy on. And he was talking about some of these bad teams in the NBA. And one of them right now you look at as a bad team would be the Orlando Magic. But really, you can find, if you go during the course of an NBA season, teams, both good teams and bad teams, are on streaks. It is a very streaky league, after all. And you're looking for opportunities to get in on those futures markets on some of those good teams during those slumps, right? Because let's say Boston loses a couple to Orlando. Well, all of a sudden, maybe it's a little dip in the marketplace. It doesn't mean Boston's a bad team all of a sudden. It just means they hit a bit of a, a lull in their stretch. And also, sometimes bad teams, like Orlando, that you see some possibilities of improvement, like Timmy was saying with two future All-Stars on that roster, you might be able to get some really good numbers. So you really need to shop around, do your due diligence, do your homework on some of the good teams and, and bad slumps and bad teams that might be uh, hitting a little bit and really have some future opportunities to make some money for you. There's no question about it. It's really a good way to be profitable. And, you know, that's the biggest thing you're trying to do here. Yeah, that's all you're trying to do. So, again, in the NBA, with an 82-game season, find those balls in the, in the action there. Look at their schedules coming up. You might be able to get some better numbers uh, in the marketplace. That is the pro tip for hour number one. Again, you get those as VEASAN Pro subscribers. And, again, as a VEASAN Pro subscriber, you have access to up to 20 pro tips a day. You can access those at VEASAN.com, sort them out by show, 
and or by sport. Uh, I'm going to talk a lot of NFL here in this next hour. We're going to have Howard Eskin on uh, later on from Philadelphia. We're going to bring on Frank Schwab, as we always do each and every Tuesday right here from Yahoo Sports. Again, follow him on Twitter as I do at Yahoo Schwab. Frank, great to have you back. You know, I brought you up earlier in the program because we were talking about the MVP market, which is now kind of in flux with this Jalen Hurts news. Is he going to play? Is he going to play at all uh, the rest of the season? And you mentioned last week on the show, one guy in particular, Josh Allen, mm-hmm. who had drifted to 20, 25 to 1 in some markets, and boom, what did you nail that? All of a sudden, back to plus 550. You gave out that great advice last week. The best of the number is long gone. But you still think right now, we don't know what Pat Mahomes is going to do here in the last three weeks, that, that Allen and Hurts are basically the same price point of plus 550, the uncertainty of Hurts with his injury, and Allen with his big performance against Miami. Yeah, I don't think the odds adjusted enough for Josh Allen. They were way wrong last week, and then they adjusted a lot. But, you know, they don't want to go from 20 to 1 to even money. So I think there's still value there. Look, the implied odds give, what, Josh Allen 15-ish percent you need to have to to make that right. Of course he does. Because, again, the path is very easy for Josh Allen. I don't need to tell you a story that has 20 different things that need to happen. (laughs) The Bills need to win out and get the number one seed, and then voters are going to say, wait, the Bills are better than the Chiefs. They got the one seed. The Chiefs got the two. The Bills beat the Chiefs head-to-head. Josh Allen doesn't have the passing stats of Mahomes, but Mahomes doesn't have Josh Allen's running stats. I I think that at that point, yeah, maybe you pick Mahomes, and that's great. I I have no problem with Mahomes. He's the best player on the planet. He's awesome. But I think with the odds difference, you say, well, I'll take my shot on Josh Allen because this is going to be a coin flip if the Bills win out, which is perfectly reasonable. They'd have to beat the Bengals Week 17. That's the big one. But if they win that, they're probably going to get the one seed. And then what's Mahomes' argument over Allen at that point if the Bills finish with a better record? I think it's a fair point you make there uh, in terms of dissecting who's a potential candidate. I want to go to the conference itself. First of all, real quickly, don't spend much time on this. Could you just address for us which is the better conference, the AFC or the <laughs> NFC? Oh, I think it's easily the AFC, right? Okay. Like, is this a uh, trick question? No, like, no, no. no, no. <laughs> okay. The <laughs> NFC is garbage after about three teams. Like, it is Could you really, repeat really that, please? The NFC is absolute trash. There's like three good teams. Like, there's no way you get to about four and you're like, whoa, these playoffs are going to be rough, especially if the the Lions don't get it. And it's crazy to say that out loud. But if the wildcard teams are like the Giants, Commanders, andor Seahawks, like, oh, we're going to get some like Buccaneers, Cowboys blowout and and the the Giants are going to get blown out and the Seahawks who haven't played well in a month and a half are going to get blown out. Oh, it's the wildcard weekend in the NFC is not going to be pretty. I, if I could redirect counselor, uh, Frank, what I was getting at <laughs> was basically the, the top echelon. Now, again, this is before the, the, uh, the injury to, to, to hurts. What really does hurt the Eagles prospects. If he, if it is a collarbone, we don't know, right? Nobody's a doctor, but I was looking at really as the elite of the NFC, like when Minnesota can go to orchard park and beat the bills and that happened, it's, it's mm-hmm. tough for me to discount what has actually happened on the field. So I know we look at the Bills and the Chiefs as the elite, but I, I would say the big three of the NFC, and I wasn't even counting the Vikings in that group, is as good as the big th- three in the AFC. That's what I was getting at before the Jalen Hurts injury. That- I don't just, I, I, I think that's fair. I think that's fair because I think the 49ers are, yes. look, I don't get this. Like I wrote this today for my power rankings is we all think like, oh, like oh, young quarterbacks, but, 
Brady won, Warner won. This has happened before. This has never happened before. A rookie has never played in the Super Bowl. That's right. Uh, you know, a third-string quarterback has never started a Super Bowl. What we're asking the 49ers to do is beyond unprecedented. And But but how could you pick against them right now? They're the best team in football, I think, over the past six weeks or so. So, yeah, I, I, I get it. The, the top three can compare with whatever top three you have in the AFC, probably Bengals, Bills, and Chiefs at this point. So I get it from that aspect, but – Man, uh, you get some the the NFC South champ is going to be so bad. Oh and those last two wild cards are going to be oh, just ugly. And then they're going to find a way to win that game against Dallas. I know that's the worry. No, it's not happening. The <laughs> Buccaneers look. The Buccaneers are last nine games. I didn't really realize this till I looked at it. The last nine games are three and six. But remember, they had the miracle comeback last yeah. second touchdown against the Rams. Miracle comeback Saints. last second touchdown against the Saints. If those two games don't go their way, and they're probably less than fifty percent to win each, far less than fifty percent to win each of those games. They're on a one and eight run right now. Mm. The Buccaneers—they're terrible. They're a bad, bad football team. Well, if the media sensation Giovanni Bernard knew how to ter- take the direct snap, <laughs> it might be a different scenario there. But what uh, are they even doing, calling it at that point? Like, what, what, what are you doing? Like, and Gio Bernard hasn't played on the punt team. Like, this is not setting off alarm bells to the Bengals. <laughs> like, hey, this dude—he doesn't play on the punt team. Like, maybe something's up. Yeah, yeah, you know, it is interesting because we're talking a lot about coaching, and obviously Todd Bowles, maybe not the, the best stretch for him, certainly, in Tampa Bay. Frank, very very easily, I guess it's an easy question, maybe not a, not an easy answer. Who is your coach of the year as of right now? Because, you know, Frank Sir- excuse me, uh, Nick Sirianni's odds have actually dropped with the win against Chicago, yeah. which surprises me. Are we missing something here? Yeah, and, I mean, the coach of the year is so bad. Go look, my favorite thing to do is going to look at the ACC Men's Basketball Coach of the Year in from 2001, I believe, on. So 20-some years of Mike Krzyzewski. He did not win ACC Men's Basketball Coach of the Year. Maybe the greatest coach of all time. <laughs> whoa, spent whoa. 20 years not winning Conference Coach of the Year in his own conference. It was like Josh Pastner's winning it. So Coach <laughs> of the Year is always weird. It's always like this straight, like it's hard to handicap because you just don't know what the voters are thinking. Nick Sirianni's 13-1. He should be the coach of the year. Maybe if Gardner Minshew wins a couple games here, that'll push him over the hump. I think he'd be my pick. I understand Kevin O'Connell. I really do. Like mm-hmm. we throw the advanced stats out, whatever they're 11 and three, like whatever, like they they're winning games or winning close games. A lot of that is coaching. I do get the argument for Shanahan too. Look, this is third quarterback and they're still winning games. If they win out, well, that's, that speaks pretty well to Shanahan. I don't get the Dan Campbell thing. I don't because I, I look, I understand, I guess, but we can't just dismiss that he was the coach when they were one and six. Like you can't, you can't give him total credit for digging out of the hole when he dug the hole to begin with. So I, I think either of those other three, though, uh, O'Connell, Shanahan, definitely Sirianni. Those one of those three would be my pick. A couple things need to address in your statement there. First of all, <laughs> Mike Shashevsky, greatest coach of all time. I guess we're not including John. Yeah, what is he? He's up there. I'm just saying. Okay, that's fine. You, would, you could you could be like, I'm not trying to. How Dick Bennett is the greatest coach ever, although he was really good too. But I, I mean, Krzyzewski's in top three, of course. And he couldn't even yeah. win it. Like he couldn't even win ACC Coach of the Year for twenty years. Yeah. Like, Kate, Coach of the Year is a Wooden stupid and, award. It's a stupid award. Kate Wooden and, and Beheim, top three. All right, enough, Dave. Damn. We've already heard about your <laughs> NFC rant today. We're going to save that one. Um, but I want to go back to your point. I got to take this shot in there. Josh Pastner, <laughs> uh, this guy is this guy's got to be born on the luckiest star in life. I know. I mean, you talk about incompetence and still having a job at Georgia Tech. I guess yeah. they accept mediocrity there. And you know, to his point, Detroit accepted mediocrity. We talked t- talked about potentially Dan Campbell getting run out of town. Now all of a sudden, mm-hmm. everybody wants to name him Coach of the Year. 
It's crazy. But they're good right now. I mean, they're just a freight train. You know, I was on them last week. Once I heard Zach Wilson was starter, I'm like, <laughs> yep, lie. It's easy. Yeah. And they, they made it hard. But, I mean, nobody wants to pay the Lions in the playoffs. Nobody. I, if you're talking about these division winners, the Vikings or whatever in the NFC, you're praying the Seahawks get in the way they're playing. Or you're just hoping to, you, you match up with the Giants in the first round. Because this Lions, I, I don't know exactly what happened. Like, it's so hard when a team just – goes from being absolutely terrible to good, but they're good. And I guess the one thing that was brought up to me by Charles Robinson, my colleague, you look back at that one and six start and start looking at the losses. Okay, you lost to the Eagles, you lost to the Vikings, you lost to the Seahawks, even the Patriots, Cowboys, Dolphins. These are all really good teams. Like mm-hmm. it's you don't want to go one and six, but it's not like they had a lot of terrible losses in there. No, and even the Dolphins, they had a big lead at halftime. They blew that yeah. one in the second half. Uh, very quickly to that end, and, and just kind of forecasting a little bit ahead to the NFL draft. I believe the Lions have the fourth pick, Frank. Mm-hmm. There, we know this is supposed to be a quarterback-heavy draft. Do they <laughs> say that Jared Goff is now the future in Detroit, or do they look for that next quarterback? whoever the Texans take at one, whoever's left over. Uh, unbelievable question. Because not only just the player, Jared Goff is $30 million cap hit. You cut him, you got $20 million in cap savings you can use on whoever. If, uh, but what if a Will Anderson falls in your lap? Oof. What if Jalen Carter falls in your lap? You could pair him with Aiden Hutchinson. I think at that point, the Lions have to be like, we got to consider this, building up the defense. Goff has been good enough. I, I mean, he's he's playing really well. But you also don't want to make the mistake they made a couple years ago when they passed on Tua. They passed on Herbert to draft Jeff Okuda because they couldn't make a decision on Stafford, really. So I don't know. It's a very it's, – it's not a bad spot to be in, but it's a challenging one because you don't want to get that one wrong. By the way, Josh Pastner made, made the show today. That's that's pretty amazing. That ACC he got Coach of the Year a few years ago. Look it up. It's crazy. <laughs> Frank, great stuff as always, my friend. We always appreciate it. Enjoy the games. We'll catch up again next week. Appreciate it, guys. There he is. Frank Schwab does a great job. Follow him on Twitter at Yahoo Schwab. Of course, excellent work at Yahoo Sports. When we come back, let's talk some more college hoops and see what you might like on the docket tonight. Come on back. It's Big Bets here on VC. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. I'm Dr. Sanjay Gupta, CNN's chief medical correspondent, and this is Chasing Life. Three out of four U.S. adults are considered overweight or have obesity. 75% of Americans. Dr. Fatima Cody-Stanford. Our weight is one factor that plays a role in our health. But by itself, it doesn't give us the full story of who we are. We have to look at our full person. Listen to Chasing Life, streaming now on the iHeartRadio app. Welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am your host, Valerie Complex. Today, I am chatting with Ji Young Yu. Ji Young stars as co-lead in the six-part limited series, Expats. I think I learn a little bit with every character that I play. I think usually I play a character and it causes enough introspection that I learn something about myself. I honestly can't gush enough about Freaky Tales. I'm so excited to share it with more people. If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast. Hey, Sarah, I loved that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. 
OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human-moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation vlogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. VSIN's Big Bets with Dave Ross and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. VSIN is the gift that keeps on giving. Become a VSIN Pro subscriber for only $79. Get access to everything we do from now through the big dance. Sign up today. You're going to get $20 to buy VSIN sports betting hat, shirts, mugs, and other great gear at our online store. Only VSIN Pro subscribers get access to our daily recaps of the top plays. Made by VEASAN show hosts and guests. Tools like our betting splits. Going to let you see where the money and bets are moving for every single game. Deep dive betting re- reports. Plus our ongoing college bowl coverage with best bets on every single bowl game. This is a limited time offer. So sign up now for the perfect sports betting holiday gift. And give VEASAN Pro access through the end of March Madness at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. A lot of fun having Frank Schwab on in the last segment talking all things NFL. Let's get down because he did mention some college basketball, how Coach K has never won or didn't win for almost 20 years, ACC Coach of the Year. That goes into expectation, right? And I wonder what some of the expectations are for this year's Duke Blue Devils because I see today they've got uh, Wake Forest on the docket, so we're getting Mm -hmm. into some ACC play. What do you make of what you've seen so far with Coach K now, gone off to the sideline, and um, the Dukies look like they're still the Dukies with, with Shire at the helm, and today, going to take on Wake Forest. What are you looking for today in big picture from the Blue Devils? Well, you know, first of all, Tyrese Appleby got dinged up with an ankle injury a couple of games back. Uh, this team struggled on the road at Rutgers. Uh, now at home at uh, the Joel Coliseum, I think they'll play a lot better. Rivalry game for people that are unfamiliar. Winston-Salem, mm-hmm. not that far away from Durham. Uh, this is a game where I think if Wake can just control their turnovers, they got a chance. Duke's got immense talent but I don't know how good of a team that they are. Um, you know, you think about it, Dave, they've been flying under the radar so much this year so far. So we'll see how John Shire and company navigate the road here. It was at seven and I'm not surprised this numbers come down to six and a half, especially with wake being at home. So this is something you'd actually, you would consider uh, making a play instead of an in-game where you think the six and a half, there's some value yeah. there for wake. Yeah. I would look at that uh, number. I think that during the game, you might get a potential better number. Mm-hmm. You know, if Duke jumps out four, nothing, all of a sudden you can get seven and a half, eight and a half. You can take a better number, but I think Wake, if you like it before the game starts, is not a bad number here. Yeah, let's stay in conference in the ACC if we can very quickly here and talk about Virginia, that pack line defense that we know that Tony Bennett is famous for against Miami and Coach L. I have an affinity for uh, Coach Laranega back in my George Mason days when he was there. And, uh, boy, he's really, I think, done a really good job down in a place that, that you don't think of for basketball first. You still think of Miami. You think of the U. You think of football. Now they're getting four yeah. at home. Laranega's got the Hurricanes ranked 22nd in the country. Virginia, you know, Houston, they just coming off that, that game there with heavy hitters in the top 10, obviously. 
What do you make of this one here for Virginia on the road? Well, I played the overnight total. It was 135. And I was like, come on, UVA 135. If I get beat, I get beat. You live with it and jump down four points on the overnight. Um, but this is an interesting number. I stayed off of this one. Miami, when you look at this team, uh, Isaiah Wong is a terrific individual player. Uh, Nigel Pack, very good in terms of what they can do individually. But I just don't know if they've got enough pieces Virginia is just such a good team. This would be a tough one for me to call. Uh, this is one where I would look at if, say, UVA is down decent amount, it, take a look at the end game on them. If Miami gets down, you know, a certain amount of points, maybe took a look at Miami plus the points here. But a stay-away spot in terms of where this one sits now. I, I You know, last year, obviously, the great run that Miami had in the NCAA tournament was led by guard play mm-hmm. that, that Coach L had. Is it? I haven't watched them yet this year. Are their guards good enough? Is that still where they're being led? Yeah, they, they are. Wong and Pack solid for this team in terms of the guard play. That's their key, but I think they struggle a little bit sometimes in the post area. But overall, a pretty good team. You know, sometimes you look at an individual matchup and it may not be one that's favorable. Miami at home at the Wasco Center, they're generally going to do pretty well in terms of cover numbers. We saw them earlier this year against NC State. They get behind by 14, 15 points in the first half, come back and cover that game at three and a half. So, I think the Canes are a team that you look at, especially at home, maybe some road spots catching certain numbers, uh, but not tonight for me. Okay, uh, let's go to another, uh, could be potentially marquee game here. When you look at Shaka Smart and Marquette, again, as a VCU alum, Shaka helped VCU get back to the, to, to the Final Four uh, back in the day. Now, you know, goes to Texas and then leaves Texas for Marquette. And well, I think he's going to get fired. So, the, so you thought that was a bailout? Like I'm, I'm gonna leave before they fire me. Situation. The same thing Pastner did at Memphis before he, he got the Georgia Tech job. They convinced some of these ads like, "Hey, you should hire me." And you know, he came back. To, I mean, he came to Marquette. Excuse me. Feels like it's working out so far for Shaka uh, in Milwaukee uh, with Marquette. Now they're gonna lay a point on the road against Providence as we go at a conference here. Uh, what do you make of Marquette against Providence in this one? I, I didn't bet Marquette. And I'm probably or not going to be on them. What's that? Sorry, in conference, yeah. The, the I, I didn't bet them, but to me, the one thing is I think they're the better team. Providence is not that good. Uh, when you look at the team that they had last year, they had a really, really good team. Ed Cooley's team was very solid. Mm-hmm. They're just not the same team. Marquette has been really good this year. Um, I, I like them in this spot to win the game, but I, I didn't play it, and I'm not going to play it. So do you think Marquette might be a little bit over their skis so far for what they've done? Uh, some nice wins at home so far. Yeah, and that's part of the key. They've been at home, and this is the reason why I'm not on them here is because they're on the road against PC, but I think they're the better team. I think when you look at Providence, they struggle at times to score the basketball. They can defend, but they're just not a great basketball team, and I think it's a little bit area of concern. You know, we always talk about divisions in the NBA. Sometimes, you know, my old Big East bias comes out, and I go, oh, right, Seton Hall and Xavier is is a conference game these days, uh, obviously with the realignment in college basketball through the years. So the Hall is going to go on the road, and they're going to get eight and a half against uh, the Musketeers here. Neither team ranked here. Are these teams players in the Big East, or clearly Xavier right now the better team? Well, uh, I think X is the better team. I think X is a player in the conference. To me, it would be uh, Connecticut head and shoulders above everybody else, then followed by Creighton, and I think you can put X there in the third spot. I really like this team in terms of what they can do uh, this year. Uh, Sean Miller back at Mm -hmm. X, and he's doing a great job. This team, Dave, I played this overnight. It was at 7.5, went to 8.5. And to me, I don't have a problem playing it at eight and a half. I think they're going to take care of business comfortably. They got five double-digit scorers on this team. 
I love the way Nunji and Fremantle are playing inside. Nunji can step out to the perimeter. Tule Boom's done a tremendous job averaging about 17, 18 points a night. This team is balanced. They can score the basketball. They've got athleticism in Jones. When you look at Seton Hall right now, the, uh, you know, Shaheen Holloway took over there. They just don't have the scoring right now. Dawes has been the only guy averaging double digits along with uh, Dre Davis. They're just not that good of a team. I like X tonight to win this one comfortably. Will David West and Romain Sato be playing? I know. Sato's going to be coming off the bench. <laughs> those guys, I loved watching those guys play back in the day at Xavier. Okay, Mississippi State uh, mm-hmm. against Drake on the road. Maybe a sleepy game that you're – maybe don't have an eye on, and I'm sure that you do. What do you make of Mississippi State these days? And are going to go on the road and lay that, you know, flat number of five against Drake? Yeah, this is a game I didn't play. I wanted to play the Bulldogs here. They've gotten off to a fantastic start. One of the few remaining unbeaten teams in the country. Tolu Smith has been tremendous in the post, averaging 16 points a game. Jans comes over from New Mexico State. He's done a tremendous job for them. This Drake team is generally pretty good at scoring the basketball when you look at DeVries' teams. But I just think you're facing a different dilemma offensively when you go up against the Bulldogs. Too good defensively. I think that'll be the difference in this one. I passed on this game, but this is one where I would look at the Bulldogs, uh, the Mississippi State Bulldogs, covering uh, Double Bulldogs here. Yeah, exactly, uh, covering this game. So maybe not fearful of laying the five on the road here. No, it's it's not about that. It's just it's a a tricky number. I don't like the number, but I think uh, Mississippi State wins the game. Also, an interesting game tonight on the docket is Oklahoma against Florida. Yeah. We're getting now. We're starting to get into obviously a lot of conference play here, and some of these games like this where you go, well, this is an interesting scheduling quirk here in December. What do you make of Florida laying three against Boomer Sooner here? And are these teams teams unranked right now that maybe we have to keep on the radar uh, down the road in conference play? Yeah, I like Oklahoma. I, not in this particular game, but I'm talking about as a team overall. Um, who was the coach? He Porter was at, Moser. Porter Moser. Love thank him. you. He's done a really nice job with this team. Grant Sherfield comes over from Nevada to run the points. Done a nice job for this team. They don't have any superstars. They've got a lot of good players. The problem here tonight is going to be, can they match up with Colin Castleton in the post? Is this game at the O-Dome tonight? Is this one in, uh, is this in Gainesville or is this a neutral site game? Because I'm a I'll little. I'll check. I believe it's there though. Yeah, yeah I think it, it's okay. in Florida. Because the reason why I say that is I'm a little bit surprised this number is as low as it is with the game being at the O-Dome. I, I would look towards Florida here at home. I know they got absolutely crushed by UConn, but that's a that's a completely different level team compared to Oklahoma. Sooners were competitive in a neutral site game in Oklahoma City against Arkansas earlier this year, but I think the Gators find a way to win this one. I wouldn't have any problems laying three here with the Gators at home. And by the way, you mentioned that game against UConn where Florida got decimated at home, right? Mm-hmm. you got to think that that's going to help clubs like that when you get a whooping against what is now an elite team in UConn, which maybe you were on to them that they were an elite team. But does that actually help out Florida in another non-com like this against uh, Oklahoma? I think it does. You know, first of all, UConn's size is a real challenge. Now, Castleton won't have anybody that negates his size, so that'll help him out a lot. Um, Not actually, in Gainesville, ball. Not in Gainesville. It's in North this Carolina. Is, yeah, the Jumpman Invitational in okay. Charlotte, North Carolina. Okay. Um, Spe- Spectrum Center. Uh, by the way, thank you, Sean McCullum, there for that. Um, real quick, I-, I would stay off of this game. I would look at an in-play opportunity. That's why, because when I saw this number, Dave, I thought it was too short. Right. And I, I tell you one other thing, and probably have it in our pro tips when we come up. We'll talk a little bit about college basketball, looking at the lines and give you an idea of where the uh, the games are going to be. Really uh, important to pay attention to that as we go forward. Yeah, with these holiday tournaments and the yeah. like, this is another one down there in Carolina. Uh, great stuff, them all on breaking down the college basketball slate. When we come back, really excited to catch up with Howard Eskin, a legend in the city of uh, Philadelphia, to talk all things Eagles, what's going on with Jalen Hurts, what can you expect, certainly, and how that affects the betting market. Come on back. It is 
Big Bets here on Visa and the Sports Betting Network. VSIN's Big Bets with Dave Ross and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Get in on all the football action this season with the Hulu Plus Live TV Football Extravaganza. Compete free for a share of 55,000 in two ways. Predict what's going to happen in three college football pools. Then make your picks for eight fantasy NFL contests. Head to NFL uh, DraftKings.com slash Hulu NFL now to play for free. Hulu Plus Live TV, like cable, just a little bit better. Terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions to apply. See DraftKings.com for all of the details. You know, obviously the big news yesterday was breaking right as we were getting off the air mall, as we alluded to with Jalen Hurts and the injury. Uh, in Philadelphia, it was affecting the markets, as we saw, and certainly affecting this number against the Cowboys. Went from one and a half to two, all the way up to five, five and a half. Kind of flattened out now, right about five. Let's go to the man that would be in the know. Of course, you know him in Philadelphia. Uh, for the rest of the country, he is Howard Eskin, talk show host, sideline reporter on sports radio, uh, 94 WIP in Philadelphia, game day live, pregame host on Fox 29. Howard, great to have you on the program. Uh, let's talk about Jalen. Did, did you know that he was dinged up after the Chicago game? It seems like it hit the rest of the general public as a surprise, but inside that locker room, did you guys kind of have a hint that maybe Jalen wasn't hundred percent? When I saw the injury and it's nice talking to you guys, when I saw the injury and I'm standing maybe seven or eight yards away from the injury. And I saw that Chicago player, the defensive lineman, dead weighted him, put all his weight on him. Now, if he's in the pocket, that's a penalty and a, and a fine. But the reality is he's, he's a runner at that point, and I knew he had to be hurt. Man, that came down hard. Now, I obviously looked uh, after the game, and the reality is I – I saw him walk out and kind of saw him and not walk with him, but walked near him and saw him when he, um, when he was going to the buses to go to the airport, and he looked fine. He looked fine. He didn't look like he was in any pain. He didn't look like he was in any discomfort. <clears throat> he obviously hit it well, uh, smiled a few times. So I didn't notice anything, but I knew that had a really, really hurt. Uh, and then, you know, the sky was falling. I had to be careful that I wasn't destroyed by everything coming out of the sky <laughs> in Philadelphia yesterday. <clears throat> because in Philadelphia, Jalen Hurts, I mean, my phone blew up. <laughs> oh, it's a broken collarbone. He's out for the year. So what I did <clears throat> with a few of the guys, I texted him back. I said, no, he's not out for the rest of the year. He's out for most of next year, too. <laughs> so I was really screwed <laughs> Really screwing around with some of the people that texted me, and then I obviously got back to him. Uh, I couldn't tell after the game. I couldn't tell. He held it in well. I'm sure he uh, got examined. Uh, I would be surprised if he didn't get an X-ray after the game, and he had an MRI yesterday. And it's a, a sprained joint in his shoulder. Now, he spoke today. The coach spoke today, and they're playing the good soldier, and we'll have to wait and see. But to answer your question, I could not tell that he was in any kind of discomfort or pain after that game. Howard, if you're Nick Sirianni and you're the Philadelphia Eagles front office, based on where this team's record is and where they sit in terms of the NFC conference, 
What por- uh, course of action would you take with a capable backup in Gardner Minshew? Would you sit him potentially a week, two weeks, the whole three weeks? How would you approach this? Because it looks like the Eagles will wind up in all likelihood with that buy. Well, I would now, and I do it from uh, a selfish and a non-selfish standpoint. I don't think he's going to play. I would be, let's put it this way, I would be surprised if he played against the Dallas Cowboys. I know Fox is not happy with that. Eagles fans may not be happy with that. Uh, and, by the way, I would take the – if I get six, oh, I would yeah. take the points because I think, I think the Cowboys are overrated. <laughs> and Dak Prescott is a turnover machine. Mm-hmm. Uh, machine with his turnovers. But the reality is I'd be surprised if he played this week. I'm hoping – now it's not me, and I know Jalen Hurts is hoping that he play against New Orleans because if they lose to Dallas, then they can clinch everything at home – on New Year's Day against the Saints. And wouldn't that uh, be just a wonderful new year uh, for the people of Philadelphia? I don't know. The doctors will keep a check on him. Like I said, he's going to want to play. But I don't know if there's any chance that he could injure it further. I don't think they'll let him play. But let's get through this week. And here's, here's the way I look. Here's another way I look at it. If they, first of all, I thought, Dallas was the side in this game, even with Jalen Hurts, only because they are desperate. They have to win with a chance at the division. They've got no chance, but they think they got a chance because Jerry Jones is a buffoon, uh, and he's going to tell them they got a chance. Uh, but other than that, uh, and Mike McCarthy is a horrible coach, so he'll tell them they got a chance. But if you beat the Dallas Cowboys, the Eagles beat them this week, that's 2-0 and this season. The likelihood is they probably play them in the playoffs. It is difficult to beat a team. This is kind of foolish the way I look at it, but it's not the way the team looks at it. Not foolish from, from a true perspective. You know how hard it is to beat a team three times in the same season? It's difficult. It's happened, but it's difficult. So if they lose to the Cowboys, that's okay. They play them in the playoffs, and now it's a chance to get even again. Uh, I, now, I, I'm okay I'm not okay with Jalen Hurts being hurt from an Eagles standpoint. But if he plays against New Orleans, I think that'd be great. Wrap it up. You don't have to play the final week against the Giants, which is also in Philadelphia. And the thing from a greedy standpoint, I don't want that Giants-Eagles game to be a Sunday night game. I've already been in the coldest weather I've been in in years in Chicago. And I can't get off the field. I'm telling you, it was colder. It felt colder than Green Bay last night. Because it was 17 with no wind chill. In Chicago, the wind chill was below 10. It was in single digits. So I don't want, just in case it's cold in Philadelphia for the Giants, I don't want a Sunday night game. You know, <laughs> and I don't want a Sunday night game. And if the Eagles would lose the next two games and the Giants, by some miracle, uh, would put themselves in a position to make the playoffs, that would be the Sunday night game, no question. But I don't want it to be. But... I'm okay okay with the injury, but if he doesn't play, I'm okay with that just to get him better, play against New Orleans, wrap it up, uh, let Jerry Jones think that he still has a chance for the Super Bowl. This is what I tell Cowboys fans. This is the best, too, because they're such such idiots. Uh, They are idiots, those (laughs) Cowboys fans. Uh, You know, they think, oh, the Cowboys won five Super Bowls. I said, number one, get a dust rag to dust off those trophies. 
<laughs> How many playoff games have they won since the last Super Bowl? So dust off the trophies. I remember seeing Roger Staubach at Radio Row at the Super Bowl. And uh, fortunately, and I'm blessed, that I got a Super Bowl ring as part of the broadcast team. So Roger Staubach sees me, sees the ring, and he's wearing his ring. And he says, man, your ring is twice the size as mine. I said, yeah, but here's the difference. You played in the game, so it's okay. Uh, but, but, you know, the, the rings were half the – my point is the rings were half the size when they won a Super Bowl as they are now. I mean, I'm not worried about Dallas a little bit. San Francisco, I hate to say, because their defense is so good, is the team I worry about. I, um, I, I had a text exchange with Sean Payton today, and he said, here are the four teams, Philadelphia, San Francisco, Kansas City, and Buffalo. He didn't even put Cincinnati in the mix, which surprised me. I, Cincinnati's playing their rear ends off. So, you know, there's all different ways to look at it. But the sky is not falling. The world is not coming to an end in Philadelphia. Jalen Hurts will play, will play at some point this season. So, you know, so we got to move on from that. Howard, uh, my co-host Dave is a huge Cowboy fan. So your statement about the idiots and uh, Cowboy fans, you have no idea how much I appreciate the early Christmas gift. Howard, so on behalf of myself and everybody, thank you here in the studio. No offense taken, well, Howard. Here's, here, here's what, I'm gonna, what I call Cowboys fans, and I've been doing it for years. They're cockroaches. And here's the way I uh, connect them with cockroaches. There's an extra syllable in there. Cockroaches. Cockroaches go into the mud and hide when it's gloomy outside. When the sun comes out, here they come out of the muck and grime. That's what Cowboys fans are. When they think it's a little sunny, those cockroaches come out. I, one time, on a pregame show in Philadelphia, had Philadelphia Eagles fans actually eat live cockroaches <laughs> to spit on the Cowboys fans. We dipped them in chocolate so they were good. And they did it because they can't stand the frauds that are Cowboys fans and the frauds that are the Cowboys. All right? I'd yeah. say, is that good enough for you? That, 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 that is, a, that does that is yeah. beautiful. That, that speech right there yep. is on par with Dr. King and everything else. I love that. <laughs> you got to let these Cowboys fans know what's up. It's, it reminds me, Howard, when Buddy Ryan beat Jimmy Johnson, and they said, does it feel better beating the Cowboys? He said, who the hell are the Cowboys? We beat them every time we play them. So it's good to know that that rivalry is still alive and well. Howard, we, oh, yeah. we, we got to wrap it up. We really appreciate you joining us today. And obviously, uh, you know, I think football fans, we want to see Jalen Hurts out there, certainly. Uh, come playoff time because you guys yeah. have a special thing going this year. But we appreciate you, and you do a great job, FC at Fox 29, and certainly at WIP. Enjoy the rest of the regular season, Howard. We'll try to catch up with you again in the postseason. Can I leave you quick? I'm going to leave you quickly with this. Down go the Cowboys. <laughs> <laughs> Howard Eskin, everybody. You can follow him on Twitter, at Howard Eskin. Come on back. We'll talk about some bowl action going on right now. It is Big Bets here on Beast and the Sports Betting Network. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. I'm Dr. Sanjay Gupta, CNN's chief medical correspondent, and this is Chasing Life. 
three out of four U.S. adults are considered overweight or have obesity. 75% of Americans. Dr. Fatima Cody-Stanford. Our weight is one factor that plays a role in our health. But by itself, it doesn't give us the full story of who we are. We have to look at our full person. Listen to Chasing Life, streaming now on the iHeartRadio app. Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. I'm your host, Anthony D'Alessandro. Billy's vocals, it was automatic art. You know, I had to like choose a more challenging route than just like da 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 da. You know what I'm saying? Like it could have been like easier. And a lot of people have asked me like, how did you choose to have it be so soft and like so simple? And what else was it going to like? That's what the song wanted. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Crew Call podcast on Deadline. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Before I found Zigazoo, I believed all social media was inappropriate for kids, but I feel great about my kids being on Zigazoo. Videos are moderated by actual people before being added to the feed. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about mean comments on your kids' videos. And you need parental consent before joining Zigazoo. Bottom line, it's a space that prioritizes data safety for kids. Oh, but don't take my word for it. Zigazoo is KidSafe COPPA certified. So weigh everything Zigazoo has to offer. Maybe you'll zigzag too. Zigazoo, a social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. VSIN's Big Bets with Dave Ross and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Lace up your cleats with Bet Rivers online sportsbook and gear up because it is college bowl season. Log into Bet Rivers every single game day and receive a bet on behalf of Bet Rivers when you place a wager of at least $25. Bet Rivers has all the latest odds, lines, and boosts to create the perfect college game day experience. Head to betrivers.com or download the Bet Rivers app today to get in on all of the action. It is a whole new ballgame. A lot of fun there having Howard Eskin uh, join us from Philadelphia, of course, getting ready for that Eagles and Cowboys game on. Christmas Eve on Saturday. Again, that number is about five and a half right now uh, for the Cowboys over the Eagles. Don't know if Jalen Hurts is going to be officially out yet, but it looks like all signs indicating that Gardner Minshew is going to be the guy. We do want to give out our pro tip here for hour number two before we sign off on this day here. Make sure to check the uh, double check the locations when betting college basketball this time of year. We gave the example of Oklahoma against Florida, right? And you saw, well, Florida's only laying three that feels short if the game is in Gainesville. It's not in Gainesville, right? It's in, it's in Charlotte. So all of a sudden, when you move those games, uh, that's why some of those numbers might feel like it's a little bit off. So you've got these invitationals as you get into, uh, before we really get into college play, uh, in college conference play in earnest, you're going to get some of these odd side invitationals and where they might be. And that's why the numbers might be off for neutral games, neutral court games, versus some of those true home court advantages. Yeah, absolutely. A uh, perfect example, Mississippi State and Drake, that's going to be played in Nebraska. Uh, these neutral sites, you got to pay attention to it because you might just assume that a team being listed second is the home team, and in this particular instance, that's not the case. And exactly. And another instance of why Mississippi State might be playable way in the yeah, five because it's exactly. not a true home game here uh, for Drake. So, again, be sure to check the locations. Certainly, as these conference tournaments and these holiday tournaments uh, keep going on in the Christmas and New Year's season. 
That is the pro tip for hour number two here on uh, Big Bets. All you have to do is become a VEASAN Pro subscriber. As a VEASAN Pro subscriber, you go to VEASAN.com. You have access to up to 20 pro tips a day across the VEASAN spectrum. You can sort them out by show and or by sport. Okay, very quickly, just because we haven't talked about it yet, I want to take one quick look into Thursday night football before we get into the NBA slate here. And I'm seeing that the Jets now are one-point favorites. Remember, this was Pickham yesterday right. with the Jags and the Jets. I, we talked a little bit yesterday on the show about Robert Sala really going the wall now for Zach Wilson. Like, hey, I know everybody wants their instant coffee made. Sometimes <laughs> you got to brew it slowly. Seems like he's trying to give his guys some confidence. And there are some pick'em spots out there. I, I am seeing some ones on the Jets here. A low total of 38. By the way, last night the uh, Packers – they they need on the one yard line to yeah. keep that game uh, oh, going really? under, yeah, at the very end. So that game uh, stayed under. The Packers did cover the seven and a half against the Rams. Not a bad beat. Not a bad beat. No, people overusing that term too much. Totally. But there was, I believe, a, an eight minute drive, and and the Rams never got the ball back. So it was like an eight plus that minute was drive. Executed. It was yeah. about seven first downs. You get the last first down because it was like third. It was third and two at the three. And it looks like they're going in for the score. He gets tripped up at the one. So you get the first down. Rams are out of timeouts. Kneeled out. And the crowd was booing. They knew what the total was. A lot of overbackers in Lambeau were not happy last night. But this game, again, low total of 38 against the Jets and the Jags. How do you handicap this? The red-hot Jags. It's going to be cold Thursday night in New York in a really good defense that Robert Salah has. Yeah, this can be an interesting matchup here. Jacksonville really playing well, gets a huge win against the uh, Dallas Cowboys. Now they need this game because if... Uh, well, they went out. They win the division. Correct. So they're in a great position. You like your situation. You win this game. You're going to have Christmas off. Then you get ready for the Houston Texans. Great position to be in if you're Jacksonville and then the final game of the regular season. So a lot of the line here for the Jets. Dave, I'm a little bit surprised, though, by the move that the line in some places has gone to the Jets minus one. I am surprised because, again, if you still get some pickups out there, if you if you like the Jags, you might want to get on that now because it feels like the money is going towards the Jets. Now, good. Zach Wilson was better last week against the Lions. I say that with the raised voice because he hasn't been very good. Yeah. So, like, if you can – it's weird to say. Can you get him to play at a Mike White level? Like, if you knew that Zach Wilson could be Mike White in this game, would you bet the Jets? Because I think that's yeah. that's all they're looking for. The expectation level for Zach Wilson is so low that he feels like an unbettable quarterback right now, especially when the other guy is Trevor Lawrence. I would agree with you. Lawrence is playing well, but I think there's deficiencies with the Jacksonville defense that could potentially be favorable for New York, even though they've had issues on offense. Now, Detroit's defense is an elite, but they didn't do a great job. That was Wilson's first game back in the mix. Mm-hmm. So let's see how he performs on a short week and gets this team ready. I mean, that one you could potentially put on the defense giving up that big play there, but... Again, still, I thought the Jets had some opportunities to win that game. I thought Zach Wilson, I didn't think, played horrible. No, he wasn't know? terrible, right? 18 for 35, 317 yards, two touchdowns and a pick. Considering well, everything he went through, I thought it was a pretty good uh, performance by him. He converted a couple, like a really long third and long on that last drive. If Robert Sala uses his timeouts. Yeah, exactly. Like, you've got at least like eight more plays yeah. to at least get into field goal territory to tie the game. Like, I, I was sitting there watching them going, why aren't they taking their timeouts? It was still something I just don't understand. Uh, so I don't put all that on Zach Wilson last week. I think the coach there, Robert Sala, needs to take uh, a little bit uh, introspective look at how he managed that time uh, down the stretch. So, again, still a pick them here, but we are seeing some ones start to populate. Uh, in college football, we do have a bowl game going on right now. It's the Idaho 
famous potato bowl? Mm-hmm. I think that's the right, that's right nomenclature. I get that right, Kelly? Yeah, you nailed it, buddy. Got it. <laughs> I mean, I'm kind of hungry, so I could go for some potatoes right now. Uh, San Jose State. Well, they're famous. They're, they're fake. Give me the famous potatoes, yeah. Don't give me the average non-famous, the, the casual Joes. Don't give me the <laughs> average Joes. Uh, San Jose State's already scored. Uh, they just got a stop of Eastern Michigan, so Eastern Michigan's going to punt the football back. So already 7 nothing. Now, this pregame total was 54. The adjusted number I'm seeing here is 56 and a half. And I'm seeing San Jose, already, uh, San Jose State already adjusted up to 11 and a half. What do you make of this? Because we talked about it yesterday watching the Marshall game where they were clearly dominant over UConn. But yeah. UConn, if you took that in-game number, they only lost by 14. They didn't cover the, the big number of 11 and a half, but they covered the in-game number. Yeah, it was all, to- it was all turnovers that really benefited uh, Marshall in that game. Short fields, they had a defensive touchdown. They had a 15-yard drive. I mean, 14 of the 28 points were just, I mean, basically the defense putting them in position. In terms of this matchup, though, uh, Eastern Michigan effective running the football all year long. I'm just not a believer in this team as much. I, I'm not going to play this game. Didn't play it before it started. Not going to play this game. Uh, probably even on the in game. Just didn't pay much attention to the Spartans this year mm-hmm. or EMU. I saw them play against ASU. They had a great win there. But other than that, not a believer in EMU. I, I like that because, again, if you don't have a strong feeling about the teams, you don't have to play those games. The number, by the way, ticking down to 10.5 now on the in game, 56.5 for that total. Let's get to Toledo and Liberty uh, in another bowl game that, Kelly, I have no idea what the hell this one's called. Boca Tombo. The bottom, that's the Boca. Boca this is the one. Your buddies, your buddies doing this that's one. That's right. I, I, I don't it. know the sponsor this year, but it's Boca Bowl. <laughs> Boca Bowl. So, Liberty, what happened to them? Remember they won at Arkansas earlier this year? And you think, wow. Then they lost to UConn. Then they lost to UConn. And then the kind of wheels came off. And Hugh Freeze is gone. Yep. and. So now you're getting three and a half against Toledo. If you like the money line here, plus a dollar forty-five. Do you believe in the Flames at this stage? Uh, I think it's tough too in this spot. Remember, without a head coach, different scenario here. Um, I like Toledo. Very good defensive team. I think this is a game they should be able to pull out. And I, I didn't lay three and a half here, but I, I'm probably not going to end up betting it. But if I were to, I would look at Toledo. What about you? Mentioned the defense with Toledo, pretty mm-hmm. being pretty stout, right? The total here is 51 and a half. Does yeah. that feel a little high? Would you look for an early score and see if that number pops up like we just saw in the San Jose State game? Yeah, um, yeah I would exactly. If you get an early score like exactly as you referenced, I, I would do that. I would come back with an under potentially, especially if you get over 52 and a half because that could be a 28-24 type of right. game. So it helps you in terms of the in-play total. By the way, I like the way you just did that. I don't think enough people do that. They just look at the raw number, mm-hmm. and then you have to think, like, how do you get there? Right. Like 28-24, well, we got to get nine touchdowns and a field goal. Yeah. Or, and you still go under if that, if that total theoretically gets up to 52 and a half, right? So there are key numbers for totals where it really oh, does yeah. make a, a, a drastic difference if it's just a point from 51 and a half to 52 and a half. Yeah. So, again, something else to look at there. You, like, do the math of how you get there before you blindly play some of these totals. By the way, uh, San Jose State does have the ball back right about the 45-yard line, first and 10, uh, against Eastern. Still nine minutes to go in that first quarter. I'm going to guess they got first choice on uniforms for this game. It's an interesting color scheme that we're seeing. Yeah, the, the torso lets you, lets you uh, camouflage a bit more into the field. So, we got that blue turf, and then you got blue unis with yellow helmets and pants. For San Jose, I mean, you could get lost in the in the Smurf turf. Yeah, <laughs> you really could. Uh, big play for San Jose State. So again, these numbers they are moving on the fly up to fifty-seven and a half now uh, for the total, and eleven and a half for San Jose State. That's how quickly, by the way, one play, one big play here, you're yeah. now into Marshall territory. Those numbers are going to populate very quickly. The last minute that we have them all, anything in the NBA that you're looking at, the Knicks all of a sudden red hot. Yeah, laying five and a half against the Warriors. 
Yeah, Warriors coming off a good win on Toronto on Sunday. Let's see if they can continue that. They were really dominant against the Raptors. I don't know if they'll necessarily be able to continue in that form or fashion here. Uh, so again, just that's, reminder: no Steph in that game. Dante yeah. Divincenzo also ruled out. Jamichael Green ruled out. Uh, no Andrew Wiggins again uh, for the Warriors. Uh, but I don't know how much you've watched the Knicks. I, I've watched a little bit. This is. I think this goes back to our pro tip that we had. Uh, what was it last hour? There's gonna be waves in the NBA where teams the hit high points and low points. Yeah. This is this is a high point for the Knicks for me uh, right now. <laughs> it ain't I, gonna last. Gonna stay, New York. Yeah, it ain't gonna last. I'm gonna stay away. Patrick Ewing's not walking through that door. Want to thank Tim Doyle, Frank Schwab, Howard Eskin for joining us. A great show today on Big Bets. Kelly, enjoy your time off. We'll see you tomorrow right here on Visa. Hey, Sarah. I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids just like yours. And all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. I'm Dr. Sanjay Gupta, CNN's chief medical correspondent, and this is Chasing Life. Three out of four U.S. adults are considered overweight or have obesity. 75% of Americans. Dr. Fatima Cody-Stanford. Our weight is one factor that plays a role in our health, but by itself, it doesn't give us the full story of who we are. We have to look at our full person. Listen to Chasing Life, streaming now on the iHeartRadio app. Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy. Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great conversation. Thank you. 